0: There is no being in the world that does not try to change the world. The question is, why are you trying to change the world? The question is, what within you is prompting you to change the world? Show me one example of any living being. From humans... to species of the smallest size and smallest brains that is not effectively either trying to change the world to suit its own needs or adapting itself to change to the world. That's what is continuously going on, right? But that is not intended to do any good to the world that is coming from a point of your own little ego. So usually when a normal human being a businessman, a seller feels pumped up and shoots such inspiring words, come on be crazy enough to change the world it's not as if he is trying to really uplift the world. It's just that he is trying to modify the world in a way hmm, that suits his own needs. For example, today the world is such that it does not know me, recognize me and I want to see a changed world. What's my image of this changed world? World A, t is equal to 0. I'm an anonymous entity. Nobody knows me. And I want a different world. Hmm? And I'm all fired up. What am I saying? Come on, let's change the world. Now, what's my vision of the changed world? The world is a better place? Or am I better off in the changed world? What's my vision for the world? Obviously, I'll I'll go around uh, declaring that I am the savior of the world, but what is it that I really want? Hmm? I want a world in which I am better off. I want a world in which I am recognized, wealthier, successful, Hmm? by my own definitions. So there is not much in that, there is not much in that, therefore before you compare somebody like Rumi with a corporate person like Steve Jobs, you have to be mindful of the dimension they are coming from. When Rumi talks, he is talking from, or at least attempting to talk from, a higher center, a higher point of consciousness. When others talk, they might be talking really big but that all bigness is most probably coming from something very small are you getting it Hmm? so here is Rumi who is saying yesterday I wanted to change the world I wanted to change the world because I don't want to look at myself typical of the ego it does not want to look at itself And it doesn't want to look at itself, it lives in its own fancies and imaginations. Therefore, it's always at odds with the facts of the world. There's a conflict. The ego is always deluded about itself. That's what the ego is, right? A grand delusion, a myth. So, the ego lives in imaginations about itself. Thus I am, this I am. Whereas the ego is not at all that way. They ego overestimates, underestimates, totally misses the point, sees things where they are not, does not see what is apparent. The result is that the ego is constantly in a conflict with the facts of the world. Forget about the truth. The ego cannot even sit peacefully with facts. Hmm? because my estimation and imagination of who I am does not have any feet at all I live in pure fancy and that is what is called the I, a fancy having no rootedness, having no foundation in reality that's the I. So the Ego is always, as we said, in strife with the facts of the universe. And when there is this conflict, what does the ego say? The ego does not say, oh, maybe I am mistaken about myself. The ego will not say that. What does the ego say? "Uh, The universe seems too conceited, too bloated. The people are just not prepared to appreciate me. So what am I going to do? I am going to change the people, their perception. The ego will not say, I am not alright, I am drunk, I am daydreaming. It will try to change the world and those who have taken this path have realized that there is no point trying to change the mirror when your face is filthy. Hmm? You see that? just because what is coming back to you from the mirror does not look pretty to you, what is it that you attempt to do? You have to try to change the mirror or, or manipulate the mirror in such way that what it sends to you is something you like. That's what the usual mind, the common man does. There are so many people who want to change the world, right? Very few who want to change themselves. There has to be a reason. The reason is this, the ego lives in a very shallow, at the same time, very existential confidence. The ego's confidence is shallow, at the same time, essential to itself. If the ego does not have that confidence, it will collapse. That will be a very great thing for you the real you, but not for the ego, the false you. Therefore, the ego has to keep pretending that it is in the truth. And if the ego is already in the truth, why will the ego ever want to look at itself and change itself? But something is definitely not alright because the ego is in a constant conflict with the world. So the conflict is there. The proof of the conflict is daily suffering, daily wounds. One is tense. One hmm? is not at peace, something is not alright, so either of the two have to change, either me or the world, because these are the two at odds with each other. The choice is simple, the world has to change, because I am in the truth on anyway and already, so why will I change myself? That is the approach of the common man, that's why Rumi is teaching is valuable. He is saying, if you are clever, you will try to change the world. And the use of the word clever here, hmm, is, is, it's is—it's—it's a quip. <laughs> it's spiritual sarcasm. The words say, yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. What he actually means is, yesterday I was outright stupid, so I was trying to change the world. And then he says, now I am why is so? I don't want to change myself. Are you getting it? Now let's look at your question. You are saying, sh- given the state of the society, shouldn't one try to bring some positive change in it? Now, first of all, if you have not understood yourself, how will you know what the the state of the society really is? Because whatsoever is the state of the society you are the perceiver, you are the judge. That brings us to the question of what really is positive. How do you know what is good for the other? How do you know that your definition of goodness is absolute? Maybe it is just relative to your own conditioning and concepts. Maybe you are just trying to impose your own idea of positivity and wellness upon others We are not saying that you must not attempt to bring any change in the world. But first of all one has to be clear about why does one aspire to bring that change and whether one has brought about any change in oneself first. Hmm? Now, change in oneself. If you want to bring change in yourself, then the role of your external situations becomes important. And that is one genuine reason why you might attempt to change the world. Because if you don't change your surroundings, it becomes difficult to bring deep change in yourself. So that is one good reason why. The other good reason is, as you start changing, you start developing what is called the faculty of oneness and compassion. You realize that your wellness your goodness cannot be separated from that of the other. Hmm? Going a little further ahead, you realize that probably this feeling of otherness itself is a mirage. And then you have no option but to work for the good of the other as well which is nothing but your own good because really there is no other are you getting it and these are two very very different things working on the other to promote your own personal welfare is one thing and working on the other from a point of compassion is a totally different thing is it not in both the cases, outwardly, it would appear that a fellow is just attempting to change or modify or correct the other. But internally, everything is different. The saint and the seller are not the same. The saint works tirelessly to change the world, because he realizes that his own welfare is not separate from the welfare of the world. He realizes that the other's suffering is his own suffering. He realizes that joy is not something personal or fragmented. Therefore, He has no option but to work for the other as well. His narrow self has just fallen apart. Even if he tries to, he cannot work merely for his personal benefit. He has seen the falseness of what we call as the person. Hmm? What we call as the me, the self, the individual, the personality, he has seen what uh, all this is about and where it comes from. So there is no way he can keep working for something that's just an illusion. Therefore now his work is for the greater common good. The seller on the other hand will work Relentlessly to effect a change in the world but the change that he wants to bring in the world I would reckon is mostly for his own benefit.